Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I am so excited because I'm joined by Mr. and Mrs. DIY Craig and Laura Phillips. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. <laughs> Thanks Thank for you. having us. <laughs> We're glad to be here. We're excited. It's lovely to meet you, Taylor. Oh, likewise. Honestly, I'm a big fan. And I've got to say, first of all, before we kick off, congratulations. You know, you just had a beautiful new baby, but it was also your wedding anniversary. So double celebrations here. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's really, right. Yeah. It's been all, well, our wedding anniversary yesterday, wasn't it? Our third wedding anniversary. Yeah, it's been mm. pretty non-stop, to be honest, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Our feet haven't touched the floor. Two kids later. Yeah. Uh, house build, yeah. travel. And Yeah, and funny you say that. Business. <laughs> just last night, the post out on, on my Facebook, <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't on the Mr. and Mrs. The Hour, it was just my own personal one. And I wanted to put some photographs out of our wedding, you know, because yeah. some of our friends and family have seen a few, but we haven't put many public, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I, picked, I picked about 20 or 30, didn't I, to put on there. And then I had to write, you know, wow, three years, you know, since I met the love of my life, I've been uh-huh. the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm actually writing it. Then I thought, well, I better kind of put the last three years for us, although we've been in lockdown, has yeah. gone extremely quick. I started to try and bullet point. Yes, we built our own dream house, you know, which isn't your typical square house like that most people have or built. Yeah. It's got 18 corners, so complex build. It was hard. It was run <laughs> over on time-wise. We were really can't busy believe you've not even mentioned the word stressful yet. Stressful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stressful yeah. For me, actually. <laughs> I feel so. As soon as you said 18 corners, I was like... <laughs> 18 corners, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I'm not building a house building a big studio which obviously is our, our workshop for Mr. Yeah. Mrs. Diaz. So I was still showering mm. in the gym at 39 wow. pregnant with we Nelly our first yeah two years ago <laughs> I was still having to go down there and he would say Laura you still, why are you still going down to the gym I was like because there's no hot water at home <laughs> shame on me Taylor we, we built in four bathrooms right and not one of them was working and You've gone from here away. to here. <laughs> I know. Shame on me. But amongst that, that, yeah. that post right now, in that three years, yeah, we designed, built our own house, built a studio for Weightwise, set up the new business, Mr. and Mrs. DIY. We got married and travelled halfway around the world, you know, on our honeymoons, on our, you know, before we got married, when I proposed yeah. to you sort of thing, all in this time period, you know, and of course, had two children to throw in the mix. <laughs> Which is yeah. easy, obviously. Yeah, that's it? I think that's the easy <laughs> bit, considering. Yeah, that's the easy bit. <laughs> yeah, now we're juggling two under two in lockdown, which is yeah, uh, two under two. Pretty interesting, let's say. <laughs> but I'm sure thousands upon thousands of other people are doing it as well. So just yeah. like, you just have to get on with it, don't you? It's not an ideal situation. No. I think it's a bit of an awkward one, isn't it? Because it's not awkward, but I don't think anyone could have predicted what was going to happen. You know, and for this amount of time oh, that we've kind of been going, I thought be, I think I thought I genuinely thought it'd be a couple of weeks, it'll be over and done with, and here we are, what nearly a year later, and yes. we're still, I feel pretty much in exactly the same <laughs> position, <laughs> except yeah, there's a I vaccine said, on the way. I didn't think yeah. in my lifetime we'd sort of witness anything like this. So no, no. I didn't even uh, know what the word pandemic fine. meant <laughs> until oh, this oh. all happened. <laughs> I think when it was because we were, you know, watching the news beforehand and kind of getting built up and seeing what was going on, you know, in Europe and things, it was coming our yeah. way, inevitably it was coming our way. I kind of suspected when we did go into lockdown, it would be a couple of months, I thought, you know. So yeah. we were trying to play with me for a couple of months and we yeah. you, you kind of get drawn into it and like everyone run out and panic buy, you know, you buy all yeah. this and a bit extra that in case we are on a military lockdown, you know, and you can't even go to shops. Do you remember that when they, yeah. they started saying like, oh, the army's being brought in and yeah. <laughs> I think everyone had that image of like tanks in the street and... Yeah, I mean, but we did see images, you know, in, in well, uh, first of all, over in January, you had you had they brought the tanks in, didn't they, to yeah. stop people coming in and out? I mean, they're a bit more heavy handed than what we are in their military kind of defense. Yeah. And you know, they took strict major actions. It makes me think now, looking back, should we have gone a little bit more firmer? And maybe, Do you know what? I didn't our borders in January, oh, February. No. <laughs> this, is this is getting deep. This is getting deep. You know what? While um, we're on the subject, in hindsight, we should. Our government should have yeah. done more. 
earlier and we wouldn't have been in this problem in long term anyway moving on yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah. right we're here yeah. to no, talk about great for president <laughs> We sort this fight out, wouldn't we? <laughs> there we go. I think, do you know what? We'll, we, should we send Boris the um, Zoom invite? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him in. Get him in. <laughs> You'll never believe this. <laughs> can you imagine? If anything, this past kind of year has taught me that anything can happen. So it, it genuinely wouldn't surprise me. Anyway... <laughs> We're here to talk because I'm a huge fan of your DIY channel. I am that person who will sit and watch something from start to finish and watch it all the little bits in between, you know, watch it all come together. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm the worst at DIY, which I've, I've kind of, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, yes, exactly. I've learned so much. <laughs> Um, how did it start? Like, obviously, Craig, you've got the history there. Obviously, Laura, you've got, you know, the, I think you're probably the more creative one. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. How did it like, how did it start? Like, was it just an idea you had one day or was it just like two passions that kind of? We actually sat on the couch one night, weren't we? Mm -hmm. Having a glass of wine like you do, I think. Oh. I had my chocolates in one hand and my wine in the other. <laughs> what is the, the the start to every good story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, were, we were doing a lot of work on the house, of course, and we, we lived in a little, a little small cottage before we moved into this. So whatever work I was doing, I mean, that was an old cottage. It still needed work on it. Yeah. Laura was always helping me anyway. You know, and Laura had a, you've had a background in TV, haven't you, before? You know, you she presents well better than me. Um, <laughs> Didn't have, didn't, he has to say that, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just helping me do all the building work anyway and kind of enjoying it, weren't you? And, you know, your, your background from what your mum done, yeah. you know, your mum was an arts teacher, wasn't she, in school? Yeah, to, to be honest, I think it for, for us, it was, we were sick of hearing about people um, afraid of getting involved in DIY, let's say certainly yeah. women because they kind of feel it's a man's world. Yeah. And I think there is a massive stigma still associated with, with that, women getting involved in DIY, but actually uh, it's empowering. We want to empower women. We want to say, actually, it's not just a man thing. It is for women as well. Everybody can get involved and actually yeah. great for, for your self-esteem. It's fantastic mm. for your mental health. It's it's just all in all mm. a really empowering kind of yeah. tool to have Super um, and you don't you, you, yeah. you don't need a man yeah. <laughs> i love that i was i was raised by an incredibly strong woman i literally i live with my little sister now so literally there is nothing that well they're probably better at everything that i am like, that's not me even putting myself down literally like I'm not even allowed to cook in this house because she's <laughs> they have she has to do everything um but no I love that and I think especially when it comes to like stigma and stuff like you do automatically assume it's like a it's a man's job and stuff like that so no I'm a huge huge fan of that and I think the more the uh the more you know about DIY as, mm. as a woman 
uh, the easier it is to to do things around the house that perhaps you can't call a tradesman in for, or you feel stupid, yeah. or a tradesman doesn't want to actually do because the job's too small, and so it's not worthwhile for them to come over. Yeah. So I think that that's a really important part of it is that also women don't want sometimes they don't want to call a man mm. into their house to because yeah. they're intimidated that yeah. maybe it's a stranger you know it, they're not reputable and, and there's they so many stories isn't there that of, you hear yeah of, of of you know men coming in and kind of blinding a woman with science they don't really know what they're talking about when it comes yeah. to plug or this that and the other and they start exaggerating you know builders have got a bad name for it you know yeah and um we found that when we spoke to a lot of women, they were just like, I don't want to have to rely on a man to come in and tell me that, oh, it needs this and it needs this and it may not actually need that. I want to have that knowledge myself, even if not yeah. going to do this. I want to have that knowledge to know. of how big of a job is this? How hard is this job? How much is it going to well, cost? Well, it can become very expensive, can't it? Because if you're putting your trust in someone and, you, you know, there is people out there who will take advantage of, you know, various situations. So if you are giving people that knowledge, like, well, actually I can either do that myself or actually I know that's probably shouldn't cost that much. Like you're probably, you're helping a lot more people than what you think you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I remember my friends saying to me that they got charged when they were, they were renting a place in London and through the agency, they had to send somebody over for, it was a blocked sink. Yeah. And all he did was remove the U-bends, take out the blockage, put it back. And it was like 500 quid. Um, charge, yeah. So it's it's like if they'd have if they'd have just known how to unscrew you, and obviously, you know, it, it's simple. You've probably just like saved that. like my it's listeners five hundred quid. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We've, uh, we've had messages sent to us, direct messages sometimes on social media to kind of say, "Look, I'm busy in my world. I'm not going to do the job myself." But yeah. let's say Yekin, for instance, you know, it was quite a big job. This one yeah. person wrote, she said, I just wanted to watch your step-by-step -step video to see what work was involved in it, what type of, how labor intense it is, and what kind of time scale it takes to do such a deck, you know, an area yeah. as big as that. So she could get it in her own mind. And then when she invited two or three building companies around to give them quotes, she felt a little bit empowered because she could explain, we want it from there yeah. to there set on posts i want it floating across there this is the type of timber we're using or i want and all of a sudden the builders are thinking well she knows what she's talking about i can't pull the wool over yeah you know and this is only going to be a two-day job and i'm not going to quote for a seven-day job type of thing so it was empowering the lady she, she lived on her own it was her own house you know for her to just have that knowledge which become a bit of power to her you know and yeah. she was never going to do it herself but she just wanted to know that and that's and brilliant that's just many a few years ago we looked into some stats and I think it was like four and a half million women um I think single and presuming you know owning their own houses yeah now, 20 or 30 years ago there was no way you know yeah even a bit it's a different world isn't it now own their own house then you know and be on the property market so I think given that the women that that power that knowledge is a big big step you know in the right direction I'm all, I'm all here for that. I think, yes, <laughs> big message there. So with obviously the situation that we're in with this whole, you know, lockdown, there is, I think purely just for something to do, a lot of people were doing, you know, home renovations, you know, they were, you know, upcycling things. Have you seen like a increase in people reaching out for advice to say, okay, I've got this item, 
what the hell do I do with it to <laughs> make it look nice again? Yeah, hugely, haven't we? Yes, yes. <laughs> Your eyes just are like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes one is. of the main problems has been that people actually can't, people are wanting to do these jobs, but they, they can't get the materials to actually do them yeah. because obviously it's had a big knock-on effect with, with stock. Yeah, uh, but stop yeah, being produced, uh, stop being imported in, and also the, the trade counters or the DIY centers not being able to supply, you know, to yeah. the individuals. But in that first, I think it was the month of lockdown. Oh, people um, went crazy. Yes. <laughs> oh. a, lot, a lot of the videos. I was gutted vi when they closed Wilkinson's. I was <laughs> gutted. Wilkinson's is like my go to for anything. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the videos we've done, we've done them for other companies, you know. I mean, I mean, it's only just now we're starting to push our Mr. Mr. DIY and bring yeah. more copies in there of our own. But we've done a lot for companies like Silverline and Power Tools, uh, Wagner and Frenchie, who are big established brands who, you know, supply a lot of products. So the videos we've done for them, we've measured them over the last five years and we measure them on a monthly basis. Yeah. And for, you know, 10,000 a month uh, views, you know, to traffic wow. to there. We've seen a surge in something like there was, I think it was about 15, 20% more in the first, I think it was the first week wow. lockdown. And then by the time it got to one month lockdown, it was nearly 100% more actual traffic coming to their site. Wanted That's to videos. <laughs> and to give things a bit of a scale now, Silverline's one we've done now, they now just top 25 million views, 25 million views just what? on their how-to videos, you know, and, I think my one's responsible on there where I think they topped up, I think, 14.9 million views. <laughs> I've got just from my ones That's alone. Insane. On their own channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just I think it just shows the kind of power of boredom. <laughs> it's not even boredom, is it? Because obviously there is a lot of gratitude and something that I like you know you are going to see the end product and stuff like that. Like, you know, you've put something into it and you've achieved something. But that's insane. That's I, think like... people, I think for some people it's been boredom, but I actually also think because this day and age is so busy, people are having to work longer hours, people yeah. have to work harder. Definitely. The DIY, um, keeping yourself in shape, all of these different things, they become at the bottom of the pile because actually they're not a priority. They're yeah. not putting food yeah. on the table. So... I think a lot of people actually saw that time as actually to slow down and to really think, oh, do you know what? I've been wanting to do that for ages. And yeah. Time to do it. Mm. I, you know, it's always one of those things that oh, I'd like to, I'd like to do the bathroom. I'd like I to sort that day. out, you know, but other things, you know, and life takes over and it no longer becomes a priority. Yeah. So I do think there, there is a little bit of people have really sort of, it's like kind of like taking it, taking the ball by the horns and going, you know what, this is the time that actually I am going to do those jobs because I'm never going to, I'm not going to do them otherwise. you found it wasn't the first time they had the time. Like Laura said, our lives are just getting busy and busy and everyone's working these, you know, 70, 80, 100 hours a week, you know, over six, seven day period. And all of a sudden they can't go to work. Some people who are lucky enough to be furloughed, you know, so you were paid 80% your standard wage. You're now at home. You're not going out spending money on a holiday and bits and pieces and things, or even eating out, you know, at restaurants where you, yeah. a lot of people would spend a lot of their money. So they had extra cash. 
people found themselves having more money because they couldn't spend it on anything, mm. but then they had more time at home, which makes you look, oh, I need to paint that wall. Yeah. Oh, I need to do the garden. I need to do this. I've got the time. I've got the money. Why not do it? Turn to how-to video on the internet yeah. and see if I can be taught how to do it because the tradesmen aren't available, you know. And the upcycling, so, that went crazy. Oh, hugely, yes. yes I, this is the, I'm a huge fan of this. This yes, is yes. what I I find therapeutic just watching it. So yes, I can't yes. imagine. I've never tried it myself, but I can imagine, like, I don't know. It, I don't know why I'm getting excited it, about it. It. It, is, <laughs> it's like, it is like some people go to a yoga class. Some people, you know, go for go for a run or whatever, you know, whatever your thing is. Um, yeah. But there is something absolute switch off about it that you're, you know, mm-hmm. that you're focused on on that particular project that you're doing so it's lovely it's like it is a form of escapism yes yeah and we've got hundreds of messages you know people saying who were living on their own finding isolation yeah. it's tough uh, didn't really have much money either you know they might have been self-employed where they weren't getting any support or, or slowing getting yeah. support from the government and found themselves um i need something to occupy my mind i need something to be focused on and found they had old second-hand furniture or old rundown furniture that they couldn't afford to replace. Yeah. They hate the sight of it and thought, well, I'll have a dig around in the shed or under the stairs. I've got a few old tins of paint, you know, I've got a few sanders, a bit of sandpaper here and there, an old paintbrush hasn't gone hard. I will do it up. And they found by doing it up, it gives them a reason to stay focused and yeah. give them a bit of a challenge. And then after the challenge of doing it all, they got the reward, the satisfaction. Oh, wow, look what I've done. And then all of a sudden they were telling us, you know, I was really down a few weeks ago, walking the walls, didn't know what to do. Got focused on that, achieved it. Doesn't look fantastic, but looks good. Looks better yeah. than what it was. First thing they think of then, Taylor, is what can I do next? What next? What next? That's always the problem. House, always you know, the problem. As soon as you start yeah, yeah. one room, you start doing yeah. something. Start it's, like, it's like <laughs> peeling like something off, isn't it? And then you did yeah. one next thing you know, it's all off. Open a can of worms. Yeah. But, you know, in, in hindsight, if we knew we were all going to be locked down for months and months, people might have to look at it. Well, let's schedule this. You know, I'm going to be at home now, yeah. off work, potentially four or five months. Let's think, okay, first week we'll do the spare bedroom, second week the kids' bedroom, third week our yeah. bedroom. You know, rotate it all and try and plan it all. And, you know, they plan it and stick to their routine or they stick to their time scale and timetable. They would feel better within themselves. Yeah. Great, you know? Well, with that, I think as well, there's something I completely underestimate. Like, obviously, I hadn't, I'd never worked from home before until this whole um, lockdown situation. So I was so used to getting up, doing my morning commute, sitting in the office, and then coming home. I completely underestimated the kind of work environment. And I'm not talking about like the, not the people or your colleagues or anything like that. It's more of the actual area that you're working in, you know, like, the wallpaper, you know, just having a nice kind of environment with a desk, you know, yes. and there's a lot of people that, you know, have all different shapes and sizes, houses, you know, flats, whatever. And I think especially from a DIY point of view, I feel like everyone then started to realise that I need that kind of little safe space. I need like a little bit of organisation because as soon as that was just, I thought, well, I know I need to go and get a desk. I need to do this. I need to make this like a nice environment for myself because it's tough working from home. And the company has recognised that though, Taylor, as well, because I, I know quite a few people that were given um, allowances yeah. you know, from their companies, obviously, to, to make their home office. So that's that's fantastic that that was 
kind oh, of definitely. As, as a must by quite a lot of companies. So that's, that's a big tick, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, definitely. Again, three, of, three of the videos we've done for Silverline, one was building a garden office, you know, because again, we, oh, yeah. we look at a lot of the comments we get in <laughs> off social media. This is one and, of my faves. <laughs> Him when I'm sick of him, yeah. I send him to the garden. <laughs> yeah. and, and basically, <laughs> sleeping bag. You know where you said working from home is difficult. You're trying to get your little zone, and you know yeah. you're too looking at that's your, your wallpaper, that's your kitchen bit. You know, you too many distractions. We found a lot of people where you know uh, we're self schooling. You know, we've, we've got the kids at home. They're interrupting my work. I'm trying to work from the kitchen table yeah. because got a spare bedroom we haven't got a spare room that i can buy a chair and buy, buy yeah. it you know work from in there so we just designed one where we've built like a very posh shed insulation in it put a little door a window <laughs> in it and have themselves a little work zone office where they could go in and do their nine to five you know and because a lot of people were concerned about losing their jobs as well i mean sadly yeah. a lot of people have lost jobs you know it's been tough but a lot of people that I've spoke to, my friends, you know, work in the city and things, they're like, we're under a lot more pressure now. And it's harder to work from home because the distraction is you can just yeah. don't put along very easily because the boss isn't there watching or the kids are coming in and out wanting your attention, you know, or I just need to pop out and get this or start going on social media. And all of a sudden they work. It's getting neglected. At the end of the day, if they're working on sales and things like that, it is showing yeah. them at the end of the month, isn't it? Or the end of their quarter. So they, we, we decided we'll build an outside office, a garden office, that they could keep that as just work zone and cut off everything else from where. But then not everyone's, got, not everyone's got a garden and not everyone's got the money to buy, you know, to buy all the materials for that or the know-how how to do it. So we built, we've done two little home desks as well. We've done a fold-away desk, which, you know, people living in flats that haven't got the space, it folded away flat up into the wall. You just drop it down and put your laptop on and little hinges and springs and things. And then we did an, um, like a bespoke corner desk as well. Because, you know, some people in a spare bedroom has already got a bed. It only gets used twice a year when the, the parents, you know, the um, family come and stay. But we've still got to have the bed in there. We've still got yeah. to have a wall and a bedside cabinet. So we were thinking a normal bedroom has the bed there, has the wardrobe there, has the bedside cabinet there. Let's build a corner desk. You know, because corners sometimes don't get anything in them, you know, build a bit of a corner desk. So it wasn't intruding too much into the spare bedroom, but it will double up as their little office space. And they were only simple MDF builds that all materials only cost about 30 or 40 pounds. But you can get this. Yes, <laughs> that was suitable for your your home environment. Yeah. You know, it was a small flat, a small house without that spare bedroom. So we were trying to tick all the boxes, you know, to meet everybody's needs in, in what we were trying to design and build throughout the summertime. The end I of love the summer. that. <laughs> it's just because I, I felt the the benefit. I didn't realise, like, you could get a corner desk. So when I first kind of, I didn't panic by it, but I thought, I'll get, get myself a little desk. And I thought, no, as kind of work started growing and I needed, like, I needed the benefits of like a, a better work environment. I like then I treated myself to like a lamp, some like yeah. stationary position. There was nothing else to be spending money on. Like I did, I weren't yeah. able to go to like the pub at the weekend, but now I've got all these sharpeners, staplers. Staples. Oh, honestly, it's it's really bad. Even when like I was in I was in Waitrose on Sunday. And I walked past and it was like, 
<laughs> oh no, literally, it was, this was like the treat. This was like my Sunday treat. Um, and there was like a, um, there was a pack of highlighter Sharpies for like Ooh. three pound. Never going to use them, <laughs> but they were three pound. <laughs> I love it. Like exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I went to as well. <laughs> you see, it's situation is bad. I think everyone's just trying to like. <laughs> yeah. like if I find, <laughs> if I go on to you on your YouTube channel in like a month's time, and there's like a, oh, build your own stationery shop. I want ten percent of whatever. You Maybe we could buy it in bulk and sell it. <laughs> oh, babe, I, I will sign the contract now. If that's, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> With a lot of DIY projects and stuff like that, there is a lot of kind of perseverance and you've kind of got to be in that headspace to kind of keep going. I imagine with a lot of the stuff that you do, how do you guys stay motivated to keep like going with like a project from start to finish? I think for, for us, a lot of the time we're doing them, one for our own use here in our, our house, you know, so we're personally benefiting out of what yeah. we're building, what we're doing. But we it gives us a great satisfaction knowing that other people are going to copy this and yeah. do it themselves, you know. Some people, a lot of the builds we did, i tell you what else, what, what grew massively over the summertime, for the, the other end of the scale who people that maybe weren't furloughed and didn't have much money, they were looking, and we had a good summer, they were looking for garden props and garden furnitures and things yeah. that they make uh, and we we'd already had a, a, i think we had about 20 was it 28 um pallet build video yeah. show pallets are widely available they're free you know people most retail parks are stacked up at the back if you go and ask some of them big stores you know yeah. they have to pay to get the tip of them you know and half of them get end up mm. in the in in the um landfill you know which is a bit of a sin you know it's a total yeah. waste so you, you find if you go and ask some of these companies, can I take seven or eight of them pallets? They're glad to see the back of them. You take them away. You've got your materials for free. If you've got the time, which a lot of people of us had, pull them apart. We've done a video on dismantling the pallet safely, yeah. delaying it all without damaging the wood, sand it all down, make it look a nice rustic or a new effect, you know. And I think it's having about 25 or 28 different videos from building garden furniture, you know, garden tables, yeah. Is what else we do? A garden bar. We've done, we done two or three garden bars. We've done a bar for in, in our house and one for <laughs> the mud kitchen yeah. one. Yes, actually, we're just finishing the mud kitchen now. We did what Jake's editing over there. We started filming one last Saturday and we're going to finish it again this weekend. And then it'll be out on the on Silverline's YouTube channel probably about two or three weeks' time. You know, and that's, that's for our daughter to play with, you know. But the great thing about it is. All the materials for free. It's all reclaimed. It's stopping it going yeah. into the the landfill, which is better for our environment. It's keeping people busy. It's giving them a real interest and a satisfaction of building something that they it's can use. Create memories as well, though, isn't it? Like not to get yeah. all like soppy and sentimental, but it's going to create memories of like for you guys and like your daughter. Yes, and I think absolutely. that, and I think I, I compare a lot of it to like. You know, when a chef creates like a dish yes, and it's like when you can kind of, when you cook for someone else, it's like you're giving them that like little piece of like you and like, oh, this is, I don't know why I went all soppy with it then. It's, it's a meat kitchen. But... <laughs> rather than, it's got you know, that personal element, hasn't it? Yeah, we too. can yeah. be 
you know, or we do have a tendency to be a bit of a throwaway society these days. Oh, 100%. So I think it then becomes, yeah, it does become a bit more sentimental. Mm. This summer, we're intending on doing Nelly a bed, aren't we? Because yeah. uh, she's, uh, the little man's going to have the cot and then she's going to move into the yeah. big girl bed. And, you know, we said the other day, oh, how amazing that we're going to, you know, be able to build her a bed. Uh, yeah. Do it kind of cool. Don't know what we're going to do yet, do we? No, no, we're still toying around with that. Probably is. can't be overly fancy, unfortunately, for a first bed, I'm sure. It's got to be Yeah, safe, but knowing so, you yeah. guys, I'm. But we've done it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably <laughs> going to be some kind of like miniature castle or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to say that. My, my, my dear friends, um, Simon and Tina, they've got a little daughter, Tian, and she's nine now. I'm a godfather. Yeah. And oh, how many years ago now? I was think it was six, six years ago. I built a, a princess bed. So were you ready for this? When you just said that, but this princess bed, absolutely. I think there's incredible. photographs of it on, yeah. on our social media somewhere. If not, I'll put one up. We'll tag you into it. Okay. I'll oh yeah, definitely. We built with. Bearing in mind that they had a big house, so they had a big bedroom, so I could yeah. play with the space. This is a double mattress for an adult. Yeah, she was like four years of age. <laughs> Swimming in it. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's so she did that way. Got a bed. It's got drawers underneath it. One side has got a set of steps going up the top with the whole big balcony above the top, as big as the double bed, with with, um, with a handrail all the way around the top, two big turret corners on the front with peaks on it going up to the ceiling. The turrets are all shelved inside for all their teddies and things like that. Uh, the other side of it, what else has it got? It's got literally everything. Why am I getting jealous? <laughs> I'm 30 <laughs> years of age. You're getting I, jealous. <laughs> I, built it, I built it in sections in my workshop, loads of little components, and then took it down and built it all up there and spray-painted all these different colours. and it, it was brilliant. One. Really, really good. So, so um, our Nelly will get some sort of bed like that eventually. A first bed, as you said, we're at the moment looking, thinking, well, we can't build her anything that she can climb up on because she's... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, where Tian was kind of four, four and a half, she wouldn't, and she could go up the steps and use that. Yeah. And That's when it starts to get really fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably got to build Nelly a kind of interesting <laughs> one in between there, haven't we? Yeah, it's still got to be relatively sensible, hasn't it, and safe, so... Safe, yeah. But so we we'll see do what you, um Do you do requests? <laughs> So, like, if a 30-year-old a um, <laughs> needs a new bed, who's a big fan of Jurassic Park, <laughs> maybe. Oh, is that what you're asking, is it? Hey, I don't know. I'm just asking for a friend. Bring the animal out of you, right? <laughs> oh, Pretty awesome. I'm literally, I'm having so much fun with this. <laughs> we, just give, we just give a bed away last week, didn't we? Yeah. On Mr. and Mrs. We built a sports car bed, right? And it was from yeah. my, me, sorry, my niece's son. Uh, and we, we built it, oh, we built about four years ago, wasn't it? Four years ago now. So it was a little sports bed, you know, looking like a sports car, all sloping down yeah. in the front, very low level because he was free when we built it for two and a half free. So we didn't, him climbing in and out was easy. And if he fell yeah. out, it wasn't dangerous. The know? desk on the back and the back of spoiler it. is, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we made it cool and funky. The back end was a spoiler. And it doubled up as a little desk then. And the front where it sloped down, 
as you expect a sports car do. He used that as a little slide as well, you know, in there. It's a real cool ball. He's grew it's out cool of it. And he's practical. Like seven. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's seven now, so he's grew out of it. And they had a revamp in their front room. So my niece called me and said, Craig, you know, you personally built all this bespoke for us. Yeah. You want to give it away. Do you want it? Do you know, do you want it for Lennon? Because, you know, Lennon's, yeah. Lennon's only 10 weeks old now. So Lennon won't be using it for a couple of years. So we thought, well, we'll build another one in a couple of years. We haven't got the space to store it now. So we just give it away on Mr. and Mrs. We just said, anyone would like That's this bed, you know, paint it up whatever colour you want. I originally painted it like a Ferrari red for him, but then he had it for two years of Ferrari red. Then he painted it black because he wants the Batman bed. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, and he painted it poorly as well. It was a bad thing. So we got it back. We sanded it all down. And then we said to any any winner, whatever colour you wanted, they chose Ferrari red again. So we got some new red for it and got a new little name plate made up for the front, didn't we? On there. But yeah. beds are great because, Love you know, that. even you now, you're visualising probably back to your childhood. I'd love, I love Jurassic Park. I love the animals. I'd love to have a dinosaur-themed bed. The, the good, fun thing about bed making is if you can use your imagination, you can construct anything you want. Yeah. Type of theme, whether it is dinosaur, whether it's sports. Stop car. it, because literally my, the, <laughs> the, the cogs are turning. <laughs> you really can, and you can make it, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a big enough bedroom, you can make an activity bed where it's got the desk in there, where it's got slides in there, a little set of stairs, you know. There's going to have to be it. some strong slide, Craig. It's <laughs> 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 like titanium or something. It's going to have to... <laughs> but yeah beds are fun to make love that so we're coming towards the end of the show and i can't not ask have you guys had any kind of diy fails and the reason <laughs> why i'm asking this is because i tried wallpapering for the first time not not so long ago and i it is my own fault and this is actually really dangerous so if you're ever doing anything like this just make sure everything's turned off first i had a dodgy plug socket (laughs) yeah you can see where this is going which i didn't i didn't even think of it like i just thought like it was like a like a hole that i just thought you know what it's fine it wasn't fine so as i wallpapered over it i thought all the lights were off everything was off so it was fine I went over it and forgetting that it was a live socket and I can't even describe the sound that I'd made, (laughs) but I've never felt anything like it. So yeah. Have you guys had anything like that? Please make me feel a little bit better. (laughs) Um, I've got a funny story. I don't think I've ever spoke about this publicly. Um, this, and because you've mentioned electric, has made me think of electric. <laughs> this happened to me. I'm going back 25, possibly 30 years ago now, okay? I can't wait for this. I run my building company way before Big Brother, yeah. Running my building company. And um, I'd spent a, a month or so refurbing this whole, um, whole uh, hairdresser salon out. You know, we tiled all the floor... Everywhere had all been plastered, all painted. I built all these lovely workstations, you know, benches. We'd ordered all these lovely mirrors in. I'd built all frames around yeah. them, all things. I spent a good month or two refurbing it out. 
and the customer, Derek Edgington, his name was lovely fella. He's still still a friend of ours now. He'd ordered this huge, big, massive mirror, and whatever he'd ordered it from, uh, we'd finished all the refurb, and I'd gone and started work on something else. And I said to him, whenever it comes in, let me know, and I'll just come round and fit it. It was so big, you couldn't buy a frame for it. So in my workshop, I built a big frame to go all the way around this huge, big mirror. So the mirror got delivered. Anyway, I was on a, another job building extension, and he was ringing me, Craig, it's you know busy this weekend, blower. Can you get round? Can you get round and fit it? Yeah. And I said, okay, yeah, yeah. So I left the guys on site building this extension. I raced over with another guy of mine, we built, we lifted the mirror up. I put a screw a batten to the wall to mount it on to take the weight. I glued all the back of it to set it in place. And then I'd already pre-built this frame in my workshop to be screwed all the way around it. And that would help hold this big heavy mirror in on the wall before the glue dries. <laughs> anyway, um, we're doing it on like a Friday or a Saturday. It was a busy time. You've got eight of the stations there, all the hair dryers going, the radio on, people getting your hair showered. Lovely, typical atmosphere you expect in a salon. We bedded this up, screwed the button on the wall and put the frame all around it. My phone keeps going in them days. Phones were big, massive ones. <laughs> hello, hello, but like, don't come jolly. Hello, my lads would be like, hey, quick, get to site. We've got all this concrete getting delivered. We need you there, you know, it, it's yeah. going on. You know, it's only mixing, you've got set time. Okay, I'll be with you in a minute. I'll be with you in a minute. I've just got this last screw to put in. Just in this wall, this is the fatal one where the electric's going. I didn't check. On this refurb, we didn't do all the wiring on there. There was still old wiring in that run diagonally on the wall. I didn't know, did I? And I didn't check it with a metal detector. I drilled into this. Bang! Explosion. <laughs> I was pushed right back. Sparks flying. All of a sudden, this entire electric, zoom, gone in darkness. Right, so that lovely atmosphere of all the girls chatting, hair dryers going, the radio, hair's getting showered, bang, to nothing. So um, I just thought, oh, no. Well, so with so, a lot of these people, like, mid-haircut? Every one of them mid-haircut. Some of them had bleach on their hair, had to be washed out at a certain time. So the only option I had was take off the rest Knowing of this Knowing Craig, this isn't surprising me at all. I'm better. <laughs> I'm just thinking out. Not sure. Away all this lovely plasterware that I'd pay, charge this customer thousands of pounds to plaster. We painted it all beautiful weeks prior to this, chiseling big holes in the wall, ripping out these cables, trying to do a temporary repair, which isn't a quick thing to do. We'd isolated all the electrics, turn them all off now, so no one could use anything. And I had I had the owner coming over to me going, Craig, do you mind me asking that? How long is this going to take, you know? I could hear the girls over in the far corner. The customer's asking the, the, the girl cutting the hair, you know, what's going to happen if this bleach isn't washed off in my hair in two minutes' time? Because all the showers were electric showers. It couldn't work, you know? And he'd walk over. I'd hear the girl ask the boss. The yeah. boss would walk over to the room. I'm just chipping away the wall. <laughs> my out. And I could hear them saying to me, you know, Craig, you know, how, how long is it going to be? Sort of thing. My phone's ringing me. My guys are going, we've got 20 tons of concrete going off here. I need you to get over here. And I'm like, I can't leave now. You know, it was a horrible, horrible dilemma that I was in. I knew I had to really savage this wall to get at these wires, to make a temporary repair, to turn the electric back on before I could race off and go and lay this concrete on another job, you know. So it was 
a nightmare of a day for me. It really went wrong. You imagine being one of those people getting their hair cut and then like a number of years later, you rocking up in Big Brother. I'm like, I'm bold because of him. Exactly. That was him. <laughs> yeah. I'd be fuming. People out there, yeah, Poor can people. remember it. Poor people. Well, that's my only disaster. You haven't had any disasters, have you? You've been, you're the sensible one. Not Come really, on, there's got, there's got to be, there's got to be something. I just try to think things through before I actually do them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, doing flatbacks. Laura's one of them typical sensible ones. She'll take all the components out, count them all up, look at the instructions before she starts to build. Where that I don't. is the difference between us. Yeah, I yeah. definitely, I'm, I'm all about a manual and. Yeah. You don't need one, do you? I don't. I'll rip it all out. Don't even look at the instructions. Start trying to build it. Get halfway through and think, oh, put that on back to front. <laughs> that went on first. Now that won't go together. That's typical me. I think it's a typical male thing, to be I fair. Think, yeah. I did it the other day. I, I treated myself to an air fire. This is this is where my money is going. I literally, I'm not buying stationary or air fires. <laughs> air an air fire. fire. Yeah. I, my uncle in, used one. He recommended fire. it. Oh no, it's not it was literally it was a 20 <laughs> pound thing in Asda. Well, you know, I'd like to help out. I'd like to, <laughs> you know, I'd like to find it. So I thought, you know what? I'll give it a go. Try to do some like some little chicken things. Just I think they were chicken nuggets. I don't know why I'm gonna try and fancy it all. I was cooking chicken nuggets and I thought I'll put them in there, close it. What I didn't yeah. realise is they microwave. <laughs> yeah, there was a plastic thing inside it, like a film that I forgot to take out. So obviously I've took these chicken nuggets out, like being all fancy, <laughs> and they're like, these are disgusting. Like, why would anyone use an air fryer? It's because of all the plastic inside, Taylor. That melted on them, did it? Yeah, this is a cry for help. <laughs> so, <laughs> model of the story. You're the first family on the show. User, like, I'm just looking for. I've got the adoption papers ready, so if you want to <laughs> bring me into the fold, let me make a quick note of that. Next DIY video: How to use an air fryer. How to use an air fryer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> using Sharpie highlighters. <laughs> yeah. <Perfect. laughs> Guys, honestly, I've had, my face is hurting. I've honestly, I've loved this. I'm I'm so glad you took the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank oh, you pleasure. for joining me for a waffle. Thank you. It's been fabulous. It's been nice waffling. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the right two for wafflers. Oh, a hundred percent. Honestly, you are up there with like Verbal the famous. <laughs> well, that's what the name of the show was going to be called, but I didn't think it would sell as well. <laughs> what was it? <the> diarrhea. <laughs> You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Massive thank you to my very special guests this week, Craig and Laura from Mr. and Mrs. DIY. Don't forget to check out their socials. As always, if you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and I'll see you soon.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.